Hi, I'm Andrea Tallison, an anti-diet intermittent fasting coach, and this is the Intuitively Intermittent Podcast. My mission is to provide women who want the health benefits of intermittent fasting with the community, resources, and coaching they need to not feel stuck on yet another diet. This podcast is one of those resources. Please be sure to seek out medical advice from a doctor or healthcare provider, as this podcast is intended for educational purposes only. Thank you for being here. Now, let's dive in. Hi, everybody. This is Andrea, and I am recording another solo show for you today. The, uh, the topic for this show is unintentional or undesired weight gain, and the topic choice actually came out of the Intuitively Intermittent Facebook group uh, about a week or about a week ago, I put a post in the group asking for um, people to vote on one of three different topics that I had outlined, and this topic was the winner. So that's what I'm going to be talking to you about today. Uh, just to place this podcast recording in time, we are, it's currently um, early June 2020, um, so in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, states are starting to reopen, but um, I, I say that because the the topics that I'm going to talk about, if you hear me reference the pandemic, that's why uh, I do feel like there is going to be some useful insights in here for you if um, if this topic is one that interests you. I'm hopeful that you'll be able to translate it to non-pandemic conditions um, because the the personal experience I'm going to share is is not exclusive to this context. So the goal of this episode today is to share with you my insights and my experiences on um, with unintentional and undesired weight gain. And my hope that is you will resonate with some of it and hopefully get some ideas on how to handle this in your own life if it's something that you're dealing with now or if you deal with it in the future. And I want to differentiate for um, a moment between unintentional and undesired weight gain versus intentional and desired weight gain. And I'm sure that some of you are thinking, why would someone ever intentionally want to gain weight? Um, And I can tell you that when I last dieted, um, I wrapped up that diet in um, March of 2018. And at that point, I knew that my weight was lower than it needed to be, that it should be. And so gaining weight for me was something that needed to happen. I didn't have a sense as to how much weight my body was going to need to gain back in order to find that stable point. But I did know that gaining weight was going to be part of my journey. So this um, this topic here is about weight gain when it's not necessarily something that you are anticipating or um, hoping is going to happen to help you you know get back to some healthy place so before we can even really talk about this though 
we need to ask this very critical question, which is before this weight gain happened, did you have a stable, healthy relationship with food? And the best way that I have found to assess that is to take the, it's the intuitive eating assessment that has been used in academic research. And it's um, a validated scale that I have found tremendously helpful on my own journey, so much so that I actually adapted it uh, for online use. And I will link to that um, self-assessment in the show notes. And I would encourage you, if you want to take it, um, to think about where you are now, you know, take it where you are now, but then when you see the results, you know, maybe hold on to them, print them out, email them to yourself, however you want to do it. But think about how your reactions would have been different if you had taken this before the pandemic hit. And that will give you um, a path, if you will, for things that you can work on specifically to make progress during this crazy time or during any time. Um, and I just want to say that this, like, if the answer is no, if you did not have a healthy relationship before all of this started, you're going to have to be working on that healthy relationship first before you can take away or, you know, factor out the conditions that are just related to the current pandemic. So um, this work is hard by itself, let alone in the midst of a, um, you know, in, in the virus. So reach out for support, whether that be loved ones that can support you, or maybe it's the, the Intuitively Intermittent Facebook group, or maybe reach out to me and we can talk about coaching options, but you do not need to do this alone. It's hard enough uh, when we're not in the middle of a pandemic, <laughs> let alone trying to do this work um, during one. So um, yeah, the, okay, so let's, let's say then you were mostly being intuitive about your intermittent fasting before all this happened. The risk right now, if you have found that you have gained weight, is that you could very easily fall back into dieting mode. And I say that as someone who dieted for, you know, 17 years plus, and now in the midst of my own weight gain because of the the pandemic stuff, um, it I have to be very mindful of not falling back into diet thinking, which is where the insights for this episode are really coming from. Because the the risk here is that, okay, so I've gained weight that I wasn't necessarily wanting to gain. My There's a part of me, that diet brain, is thinking, oh, I need to restrict my food, or I need to exercise more, or I need to do something to try to lose the weight that I have gained. And that has some potentially serious impacts in that like I have been working personally I have been working for over two years to rebuild trust in myself and falling back into that pattern would jeopardize that trust right and trust if you've ever had someone betray you on any level you know that trust is really hard to gain back so don't let 
this craziness sabotage any trust that you have been working to build. It is not worth it. Then secondly, if you do consider going into this restriction mode, you're going to be signaling to your body that you're in that feast and famine cycle that I talked about um, in one of my prior episodes that like you, you know just as restriction is dieting the overeating is also dieting and it's it has the potential to put you back in that dieting cycle that you are working so hard to get out of whatever you do please don't go back to the dieting like we as a collective are going to get through this and fundamentally you your value as a person does not depend upon your weight So it is not worth jeopardizing any and all efforts you've put at breaking free from diet thinking and diet mentality. It's just not worth it. So how then do we approach, like let's say we have gained weight, we don't want to go back to dieting, what can we do? What I would suggest, and I'm going to outline here, are some questions that you can think about, and I'll um, interject my personal experience with with these questions. And we look at the various areas of our life that we can impact in some way. Maybe there's some tweaks that we can make that fundamentally are still in alignment with our values of not falling back into diet mode. Um, so let's go over some of those questions. So on the on the topic of food, first and foremost, um, would you say that you're generally eating when you are hungry or are you more often and also eating at other times? That is one of the, the principles of intuitive eating, talks about eating when you're hungry. And I know that when I am eating out of alignment, I am more often inclined to eat when I am not hungry. So um, good examples of how this is playing out for me right now is I know that I am keeping my eating window open longer than I was prior to COVID-19. Whether it's that I'm having a drink while I'm watching Netflix with my spouse or I'm enjoying dessert more often, like I am making those choices and I am making them with my mindset on self-care and recognizing that they have a place right now for me in terms of relaxation. So I am choosing those behaviors. As things settle down, those would be areas that I may be able to tweak, Um, you know, maybe not have dessert as often or maybe not have drinks after dinner as often. Those are things that I could more easily cut out without having to actually go back into a diet. And the next question is, are you eating more than you used to? And for me, um, I had this revelation. Like, I, you know, I used to pack my lunch to go to work. And I would pack um, this container of nuts and some, like, salty, sweet, crunchy trail mix stuff that I love. And it was a small glass jar, and I would bring that, and I would eat it. And I, I didn't, like, I wasn't measuring it, right? Like, I don't know how much I was actually eating, but now being at home, like I didn't need to put it in this to-go type container, so I was putting it in this bowl. And it occurred to me early on in the stay-at-home owners that I was probably eating more of this trail mix than I would have otherwise if I had been going to work. 
And so I saw that as an opportunity to check in with myself and started picking a smaller container because I wasn't going to change what I was eating, but I could try to be more mindful of my portions and recognize the portion size at which I could be satisfied may actually be smaller than what I was giving myself. So are there situations in which perhaps you're eating more of certain foods than you were before all this stuff happened? Can you adjust that somewhat? Uh, Again, with an eye towards not dieting, but trying to get back into some sense of stability with your weight. Uh, Okay, so the next question is, are you eating a different balance of foods? And uh, I'll give the example of packing my lunch. You know, again, there were different things that I would pack on a daily basis that I either, I have access to different foods at home um, that, or I have access to a stove at home that I didn't have access to those things at work. And so I I pack different foods. Um, A good example for me is like, I love cottage cheese. And once I open my eating window for the day at home, I'm more likely to have like a small dish of cottage cheese than I was to have packed a small container of cottage cheese to bring it to work. So, you know, look at the foods you're eating. How are they different now versus before you know you had to stay at home and are there opportunities to tweak that that would still feel in alignment for you okay so that's what I wanted to say about food choices let's talk a little bit about movement and um, you know besides I know for me I haven't really left the house much in the past several weeks. Like I don't go to the grocery store anymore because I'm not going on the weekend when it's going to be busier and I would have to bring my son. And so I'm not getting out and about for errands. So there's an impact to my movement there. I, you know, I used to take a walk every day on my lunch break. I'm still, you know, trying to get in the habit of walking every day during my lunch break at home. Um, so there's that, but then even just like, I think I took for granted how much walking I was doing otherwise, right? Like there was the walking to and from my car, um, at work, there was walking around the building to see coworkers or use the bathroom. Like my activity level has changed significantly as a result of these stay at home orders. And like, certainly that's impacting my weight right now. Um, that being said, like, I can't, like I'm not going to go out and exercise for an hour and a half or two hours. Like that doesn't fit into my life. So I have to recognize that as something that's changed and just understand that my body will change as a result of that. Um, and then also, you know, given the stress that we're under, if you are moving in some capacity, like choosing to exercise or some something like that, is it harder for you to commit to the type of exercise that you we're doing before. So for example, um, like, do you need something more restorative or you can't go to the gym? Um, and so your movement is going to have to adapt to the current situation. And maybe that'll end up being a permanent change, or maybe it'll be a temporary change that, you know, goes back to something that feels more normal after you're able to go back to the gym. Like who knows what's going to happen, right? And that's part of the the stress of this all is the uncertainty and not knowing what actually is going to happen. 
so those are the two things that I wanted to touch on for movement. And um, the last thing that I wanted to just touch on as a potential factor is stress. And are you under stress right now? And that's sort of a funny question to ask because I'm thinking that most of us, the answer is going to be yes. This is a crazy stressful time. And, you know, some of us are essential workers and we're going to work every day out of the home or we're, you know, work in a hospital and we have to, like, who the heck knows, but wow, this is crazy stressful. And then on top of it, um, you know, the parents who now have to homeschool their kids and it's, it's just been crazy. So how is that impacting you? And there's an article going around. I know um, Jen Stevens has shared it in her groups, and I'll try to share it in the show notes here. But there's an article going around about how stress itself can lead to weight gain, regardless of your food and eating, uh, sorry, food and movement habits, even if they haven't changed, just stress can cause a fluctuation in your weight. So Um, You know, given what we're going through right now, I think some fluctuations in your weight would be normal under any circumstances, even if your food and your eating were staying exactly the same. So what are some ways that you can take care of yourself right now to reduce stress? Maybe that's things like sleeping in. Like, for example, I, when I commuted to work every day, I was easily getting up at 4.45 every morning because I had an hour commute. And now... There are days where I don't get out of bed until 6.30 or 7.30. That's like my body is getting more sleep and I'm recognizing that that's an opportunity for me to reduce my stress level. Meditation, is that something that would help? I have, (laughs) I struggled to have some sort of a meditation practice and it took COVID-19 to get me in the habit and I have been blown away by the impact that it's had on me. Um, I'll, um... I think I shared in the last podcast episode about the, the meditation cushion that I'm just in love with. I'll, uh, I'll try to link to that in the show notes if you want to check that out. Um, another potential stress reliever is something like yoga or qigong. Um, there's like yoga with Adrienne is super accessible and f- like she's so fun to do yoga with. And recently I was... Um, exploring some of the qigong offerings by a, a guy by the name of Lee Holden and I'll um, share links to those resources in the show notes um, and this may sound silly but um, I've also recognized the self-care possibilities with something like a foot bath <laughs> my my wife got me um, for my birthday this past year she got me a you know like one of those foot spas and it's amazing to me how how simple it is to just, you know, still Netflix and chill, but now I'm doing Netflix foot, foot spa and chill. And like, I'm seeing that as um, an act of self-care that I think is really having an impact on my stress level. And then also just, um, and I'm saying this from my own experience here, like I had to seriously adjust my expectations on myself during this time like I had this list of stuff that I was going to accomplish between April and June and it became very evident that that 
list was way too ambitious. It was ambitious before and then given all of the stuff that's now on our plates with the stay-at-home orders and the stress and all of that, it just it wasn't practical. So how can you release some of that for yourself and relax a little bit, take off some of the pressure that could be contributing to the stress that you're feeling right now. So I talked a little bit about some thoughts regarding food and your eating, sorry, food and your movement and your stress. Um, And so I would say as you're looking at your, your own habits right now, your thinking and your behaviors, like look to those topics as ones to evaluate where you can make some tweaks potentially that, well, you know, keeping an eye towards being in alignment and staying true to your intentions to not fall into the diet trap. And then also, I just, I would encourage you to reframe as much as you can what is happening to your body right now to our bodies to our collective body as a society Um, for many of us weight gain is our body's attempt to protect us in some way whether it's physical protection or emotional protection like I know so many of the eating habits that got me through my childhood um, honestly like the stress of my childhood those same habits are trying to protect me now in some capacity and I have the power to choose now in a way that I didn't back then. Um, It's hard work but I need to understand that these behaviors are not problematic in and of themselves. They had a purpose at some point so if I can make peace with that and let them go from a place of you know you're not serving me anymore and try to find a place of of more alignment than than where I'm at with some of the out of um, like the emotional eating habits that I've fallen back to myself Um, and then you know if speaking for myself here like am I do I have clothes that I can wear that are fitting me comfortably right now or am I subjecting myself to clothes that have gotten tight and are therefore a reminder of my weight gain like I know for example my work pants they don't they don't fit me right now and I could torture myself and wear them and be reminded of the fact that I've gained some weight and that you know then I'll stress out about needing to buy new pants and there's money associated with that or it's a sense of failure that I you know I'm not stable right now well like that is not serving me so you know what clothes do you have right now what clothes do I have right now that I can be comfortable in while this settles down because I I do trust that my body will find an equilibrium point again whether whether it's at a higher weight or it goes back to where it was before COVID-19 like that is not as important to me as staying true to my attention to be done with dieting. I am done fighting with myself. And I'm hoping that you're up for that challenge with me. Um, And let me just say, like, listening to your inner voice is really, really hard. Um, The 
the diet culture and all the stuff going on around you is so loud. And sometimes it's really hard to listen to that inner whisper that's encouraging you to make a different choice or have a different portion or stop eating or or start eating like who the heck knows what the voice is saying except for you right but it's really hard to listen to it when you're being bombarded with all these other messages and it's also hard to listen to that inner voice around things like movement um i had a funny story like yesterday i went on a walk during my lunch break it was a gorgeous day and i I was, I don't know, like a half a block away from my house and I had this strong urge to start jogging. And I I would say that I hate running. Like I could I could say that. Like I've run in the past and I got to a place where I enjoyed it, but I do not in any way, I would not say I enjoy it at all now, but yet here I was with this instinct to to jog. And it was really hard to go with it. Um, but I, I did and it felt good. Um, but the resistance, oh man, the resistance was there. So like if you find yourself with an urge to do something or to make a choice that feels like it's in alignment with where you want to be and where, you know, with the peace of mind that you're really aiming for, like be brave and listen to it the best of your ability or seek help to help you determine how to work with that inner voice and it's part of it's part of the work that you need to do to find and rebuild that trust that years of dieting have potentially taken from you so i hope that you have gotten some useful insights from my rambling here i'd love to hear your comments in the facebook group so um you know go go check it out and uh, i look forward to chatting with you there have a good night Thanks again for listening to the Intuitively Intermittent Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, you may be wondering what happens next. Whenever you are ready, here are three additional ways I can support you. First, head over to the Intuitively Intermittent Facebook group. It's made up of people just like you and is a safe space in which to find support and ask questions. Second, the group coaching program based upon my Freedom for Life framework starts up several times a year. The best place to stay informed about that will be in the Facebook group as well. Please share your interest and your email address in the entry questions for the group. Lastly, I do work with a limited number of one-on-one coaching clients. If you resonate with me and my message and want to see if working together is a good fit, please send an email to hello at thiswellseasonedlife.com and I'll reach out to you to set up a time to talk. Enjoy the rest of your day, and remember, your value as a person cannot be measured in inches and pounds.